Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. We've got a two-part series coming up here for the next two podcasts. We're going to do some universal retirement truths. Uh, are there? I think they are. I think, I mean, obviously as humans, yeah. there's certain things that are going to affect us all. Yep. Uh, taxes, Social Security, whatever that might be, right? But how it yep. works for the individual, well, that's the unique uh, conversation point of that. So anyway, we're going to talk about 10 of them. We're going to break it up into five and five, uh, five for this week on the podcast, five for next week, and uh, we'll roll right through those. So if you enjoy the content, make sure you share it with others who might benefit from the message. Uh, subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube. Just type in Phil's Tax Hacks into the search box of whatever app is uh, that you like to use or find it all at philstaxhacks.com. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Doing good. Doing good. My uh, yeah. my head's rattling today. We were having some concrete replacement done. So oh. <laughs> so, so if you hear some some banging in the background or, you know, yeah. vibrations that that's what's going on. So, you know, we all wear these things nowadays for lots of reasons, but yep. I can never not touch it and feel like instantly feel like a kid watching a movie and feeling like I'm sort of some sort of G man yeah, or something. Roy Rogers, you know, like, you know. <laughs> what's that? Okay. You know, you immediately kind of have that moment for a second. Take, take your shoe off. And <laughs> yeah. There you go. The shoe phone what was like, get smart. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're taping at a weird time for us. Usually we don't tape at this time, but uh, we got some some plans changing around. Of course, then we went to yep. concrete uh, issues. So yeah, it always is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. Hey, roll, roll with it. So it's Michigan and there's construction. That's, that's a universe. That's a universal right truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we we've got cones around too, so you know, oh, we're, nice. we're trying to match all the the roads around us right now. So. Well, that's that's my segue. That is a universal truth, right? That's so. right. Michigan and construction in the summer. That's right. That's yep. right. They said uh, I, when I first moved to Michigan years ago, it was there's uh, there's two seasons, three seasons: summer, yep. winter, and construction. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That, that is that is how it is, especially mm -hmm. this year. They've decided to tear up everything. Everything. So. Yeah. Well, let's get into some financial ones, Phil. Let's All start right. with our first one here of five. Everybody needs an income plan. Uh, I would think that this is absolutely a, an accurate universal truth. Now, there could be some yeah, folks who are truly lucky uh, and and have Social Security and, and a pension that's got them covered for everything. But mm -hmm. isn't that still an income plan? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you still need to to run the math out to see what that looks like. I mean, it, you know, you, you mentioned having Social Security and a pension, and that's your income plan. Well, that that may be enough today. Sure. You know, the the challenge with that kind of a plan, though, is that probably that pension component doesn't have a cost of living adjustment built in. More than likely, yeah. So looking at those two pieces today, it may fill or fit the the need you have and and satisfy all your you know monthly income needs, so to speak. But what does that look like in five or 10 years, just with even a reasonable amount of inflation, because that pension component doesn't keep up with inflation. So and so security may or may not. We've seen them yeah, do both. It, so correct. Yeah, I mean, it does have an inflation adjustment that the last couple of years have been really good. But granted, infl inflation has been higher. So <laughs> and prior to that, but, Medicaid usually takes it uh, anyway. So right. Kind of an yeah, and, I mean, the, the reality is, you know, we all have the same parts. We've got some income or some assets we've accumulated. Right. We have income and then we, we're going to have taxes. Those are kind of the three retirement components, three pieces in retirement that everyone has. So that income component, you, you need to have a plan of what that looks like. You know, if it's going to be from Social Security pension, if not, if I'm pulling from the assets, which the majority of you are either getting forced to or, you know, you need to. 
have a plan for that. What does that look like? So, well, if you think about just look, you got to have a paycheck. I mean, mm -hmm. right on. So, if we're talking about universal truth, plain and simple, yep. you got to have a paycheck because as long as you're around, stuff's going to cost money. So, right, you know, get it sorted out. <laughs> so, yeah, universal truth, get it sorted yeah. out, have some income. Know, know where the money's going to come from, get it set up. Yep. You know, if it's pulling from the accounts, that monthly distribution, what does that look like? When are you going to get it? Yeah. Timing of it, you know. And know where you're pulling it from and when, because that's going right. to play as the CP and CPA and you knows that's going to play into your tax scenario. And, you know, absolutely. Technically, this is on the second half of my list, but death and taxes. I mean, it is what it is. Right. So that, that's a universal that's right. truth, it, too. It's going to touch everyone. <laughs> yeah. So have understand your income plan, how it, like pulling that lever here is going to do to a couple things down the line. So and we'll get to that in part two. So right. we'll, yep. we'll come back around to it. So anyway, number two, then. Uh, plan for long-term care issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a universal thing. What does it feel now? Seven out of every 10 people, something like that are going to experience something. Yep. Yeah. Over the age of 65, you're going to have some kind of long-term care need. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just the reality. We're all living longer, you know, like it or not. I mean, some people, when you start to have that discussion, it was like, there is no way you know, yeah. I want to be around here at age 90 or 95 or whatever. My wife just said that. Might be, so. Yeah. She just said that last night. We were talking about something. My mom turns 82 yep. next week. And she's like, I don't know if I want to be 82. You know? That's right. I mean, and we don't really have a choice. I mean, it's, yeah. it is what it is, right? I mean, you're... All, you're although, although, uh, I don't know if you remember this line or not, but George Burns, uh, who lived a long time, mm -hmm. famously said, do you know who wants to live to be 100? And the punchline is the guy who's 99. There you go. Yeah. One right. more year, one more year, one yeah. more year. So. I mean, if you think of it today, you don't. I mean, usually the thought is, you know, I don't know if I want to be around at that age in that condition. You know, right. what kind of standard of living or life do you have at that point? Right. You know, I mean, oftentimes, you know, clients will joke about it. and It's like, well, handle it like the Eskimos do. Right. If I get to that point, put me on a an ice patch, so to speak, and push me out into the ocean. So the Viking funeral or something. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're all living longer. You know, yeah. you have to have a plan for if that happens, what, what does it look like? And it costs it a cost? whole lot of money. So you get, you know, yes. if you're going to be dealing with it and there's a good chance you are at least start the conversation for strategizing on it. Cause it's got to come from somewhere. Right. So, I mean, if you're going to pay for it, can you pay for it to self-fund? I mean, if you are, then how are you going to do that? What what yeah. asset specifically is it going to come from? Yeah. Have a plan for what that looks like. I mean, if you're running the math and you don't have enough assets to provide the long-term care because it's going to spend everything and now a surviving spouse doesn't have enough, well, then maybe you need some long-term care insurance to help fill that gap, so to speak. You know, e even if your thought is, well, my kids will help out, that's great. Have that discussion with them ahead of time, though, to make sure everyone's on the same page and have some kind of a plan in place. Because, I mean, frankly, the, the person providing the care, be it a spouse or a child or whoever it is, I mean, that's a lot to lay on them. Yeah, it, it's it really a is. a big responsibility. You know, and unfortunately, in a married couple standpoint, we've seen often where you know, if there's one of the spouses that needs care, the, the spouse providing the care, it, it has a, a dramatic effect, negative oh, takes effect a toll. on their health. Yeah. Right. I mean, they they've either injured themselves because they're trying to pick up the spouse or do something they shouldn't be doing or just mentally and physically. It, it's yeah. wore them out. Yeah. So you, exactly. do you really want that to be the case. Do you want there to be assets available so that spouse has options and can hire somebody to help? So. 
or you do you want your kids really taking care of you at that stage? You know, that's a that's a so well, nobody wants the burden factor. So, you know, we don't want to be the burden factor. Uh, I feel like, you know, this is twice now that you've mentioned, you know, kind of fill in the, you know, fill in the blank or fill in the gap or whatever. I think we should have a little pop up on the screen with the little little, with your little head that kind of pops up and it's just like fill in the gap (laughs) and it just kind of goes fill. So we'll have to let the editors see if they have some fun with that. Yeah. Uh, All right. So let's go to number three. Uh, Consistently timing the stock market. Okay. Universal truth. Now, why is this on here? Because inevitably somebody, many of us, somebody's wind up going, Hey, we like, we kind of, you know, had something cool happen, right? We, we took a chance on something, whatever. And it's like, Oh, I got it figured out. You know, I got it figured out. And it's like, come on, you don't, you got lucky. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no timing the market now. I mean, that being said, there are asset classes, investments, strategies that are better equipped to handle market volatility. Sure. Yeah. But to do that, you're giving up return. You know, right, so I mean, right. don't 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 think of timing the market in that fashion, because, no, that's not timing the market. That's just using a different strategy, knowing of when you're going to need the money. So, I mean, it's that's why we use that now, soon, later bucket concept. Right. Our yeah. soon bucket, we're going to be spending from that in the next 10 to 11 years. We know that if the market happens in the wrong fashion for our favor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we get the wrong sequence of returns, it ha- can have a dramatic negative effect, you know? So we want to plan for that and have a different strategy there. Not that we're trying to time the market. It's just a different strategy. It's it's more risk averse. Later bucket, we don't have to worry about it as much. We can have some volatility. We don't have to worry about it. So yeah, we're not all going to be. I don't know if Phil remember. Remember a long time ago, we did uh, we did several podcasts around the whole GameStop uh, hedge yep. fund. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. They're making it into a movie now. Big shock. Oh, uh, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. The you big know, short. I mean, it's you know, it's yeah, exactly yeah. how you know how people you know try to take down the system or you know, yep. and a bunch of people got really rich off of it, right? But that's mm-hmm. those and things. A bunch are, of people lost their shirt. Lost their shirt, right? It's a very, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough place to be is trying to time the market. And I, I you know, I always kind of say this is is the simple joke. Thinking about it, any anybody who's married. Uh, just checking out the show in one form or fashion. My spouse says, you know, she says that I'm, I'm not right once, let alone twice. And you got to be right <laughs> twice to get, you know, timing the market. Right. So it's when just not a good strategy. And when you're getting out. So. Yeah. I haven't been right in, in 19 years. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so she reminds you of that, right? <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, number four, uh, you know, we, we make this joke all the time. If we had a little stamp on us, a little, little expiration milk date stamp on us. Yep. Your job would be super easy, oh, right? Yeah. And, and planning things out. Now, two things about that. One, I don't know if I'd really want. Like on yeah, the one hand, I kind of want to know. No. Yeah. And on the other hand, the closer it got to it, the more like, would you get anything done? Are you sure, you you're, got that right. Because <laughs> you're just stressing it at that point, right? Yeah. But longevity, Phil, is you know we got to take it into account. I've shared on the show. We're oh, by the way, this is episode 200, folks. So thanks so much. Is for, it really? Wow. Yeah. yeah awesome. So thanks so much for checking out the podcast and. And all the stuff we go through, but yeah, talking about know, longevity, right? Yeah, talking about longevity, exactly. And I've said this many times on the show. There's a lot of information, uh, historical information, that tells me I am not going to have longevity. Mm-hmm. But I am not planning that way in case I'm wrong, because I don't want to be possibly really beat up and be right. in my 80s and have to go get a job because I won't be able to. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two sides of the longevity discussion. I mean, it's longevity in general is. is what we call the risk multiplier, because the longer you live, the more all these risks become a factor. Long-term care becomes more of a factor the longer you live because 
now the care you might need becomes even more expensive potentially. Having the you know, income I mean, becomes the bigger factor. Your income is lasting that much longer. I mean, there's all these different factors that play in with longevity. Yep. You know, so you want to make sure you're estimating it reasonably. I always say, I mean, you don't want to overestimate. I mean, the the worst thing to me in planning, or not the worst, but almost as bad as running out of money is planning to live too long and you don't live that long. And then you didn't really enjoy retirement. Right. I mean, you what's know, a so safe it, number nowadays? 92, 100? Yeah, on average, what we typically use was would be 85 for men and 90 for females. Okay. You know, now, right. and that's but you put a buffer general, on though, right? Oh, absolutely. And then we give a, a five-year buffer. Yeah. You know, so the reality is if you want to talk about running out would be, you know, 90 and 95. And beyond that, I mean, that's a suggestion to a client. It, it ultimately, look at their lifestyle, you know, their their family history. Um, because genes, family history plays in fashion generally in two two ways. Number one is, I mean, if there is some condition that unfortunately maybe you've inherited in your mm -hmm. genes, right? You have to not ignore that, you know. So yeah, like in your case, you know, I mean, it's it's. But to your point, you're not planning to say, well, this is it, you know, right? It could potentially you could be the the person that that you know the doctors have now figured it out and. and you know, you, you have a longer life expectancy than your family has. And I'm sitting around going, but, oh, man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any money. Right. So you don't want that. Right. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, say I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here and run out of money. Well, and, right. And it's, not the, gone uh, yet and <laughs> it's the it's uh, the you know, what is it? The YOLO thing. Right. I'm just going right, to live right. for today. Right. And yep. and that's fine to a degree, but just be smart. Not to mention that, yeah. but also just the person there or that you leave behind. Like so, you know, right. if you go blowing through it because you're convinced that you're going to die at seventy two, yeah, I'm just well, going to enjoy it while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Now you maybe messed up your your spouse, right? Or or maybe your plan for leaving something to your kids or whatever. So right, you know. Well, just, I was going to say. So that's the other side of longevity to understand is what is that effect on the overall plan? You know, be mm. reasonable with it. Yeah make an estimate, but then we also back it up now and say, okay, we plan for the best, prepare for the worst. What happens if we're wrong and, and either spouse passes early? You know, so yeah. start trust, stress testing the plan to see if that doesn't happen, what happens if either of you passes today, five, yeah, 10, 15 true. years into retirement to know what that might look like? Because obviously none of us know, right? Yeah. And it's the favorite discussion to have, you know, no one wants to talk about when do you think you're going to die? But I mean, that is the number that I mean, if you tell me that number, I've got the perfect plan. I can tell you exactly right. what to do. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we, we don't know. No. So, and, we, and to your point, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. Yep. All right. Well, let's do the last one for this week, Phil. Number five. Uh, and uh, people are some people aren't listening and they go, well, I can get 5% at the bank right now. Uh, yeah. So number five is money sitting in cash is not keeping up with inflation. Right. Get it out of your brain. Uh, and yep. don't come at me with, well, there's 5% of the bank and inflation is now lower. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so there, you might catch these little windows of opportunity where it flips the other direction. But is it really actually lower, Phil? Like they can claim no. it's three and a half or four, whatever they're saying it is for the last, the, when the last numbers came out. Uh, it's it's not. Like, I mean, that's no. for certain things it might be. Right. But I think for going to the grocery store, and that's where it hits a lot of us, it is still not. So 5%, and you and I have talked about this many times, mm -hmm. whatever the number is, it does not keep up with inflation historically no. over time, period. It's a safe no, bet. I mean, it's a yes. safe place, right? It yeah. has a purpose, but not for growth. 
Yeah, I mean, you have to understand the purpose of cash. And I mean, it's, and again, in our now, soon and later buckets, it's that now money, right? It's it's the money in the bank, the emergency fund, that's a perfect place for it because you need it when you need it now. You know, you don't have time to wait. You don't have to worry about what's going on in the market. You know, the we had a tornado come through and the roof's gone. I need to replace it. And I'm right. trying to deal with the insurance company, but I need to get the, the, the roof done now. Well, that's where you can take it from. You know, and Phil, a 5%, you, it, you know, like a 5% investment at the bank right now for a CD. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to, to yeah. take a look at, at at all, but don't, don't lock it up for long periods of time because that stuff's going to exactly. change. Right. So yep. uh, just be smart and realize that just your normal money market or just your normal savings account is never going to keep up with them or you're checking. No, it's, it's, it's not the purpose of it. I mean, it it is really meant to be that safe, secure, liquid money that's always available. It's, it's, and and we, you know, talk about it all the time with clients. It's going to be money that over time, historically is going to lose value because of inflation. Mm -hmm. And if you look at history, there is never a time in history, you know, longer periods, more than, than a month or two, (laughs) anything in the bank is, you know, the rate you're going to get there is going to yeah. exceed what inflation is. It's just, that's not what it's designed yeah. for. And that's a universal Understand trade, its right? position. Yeah, yep. where it's at. I mean, it's funny. We always lose sight of where we bet, right? Oh, big time. Think, think back 18 months. What were you getting at the bank then? You know, point zero zero nothing. I that? mean, it, it yeah. was, you know, forever you were getting nothing yeah. at the bank. I mean, they yeah. were charging you probably more in fees maybe than what you were getting. So... You know, it's not till all of a sudden this inflation and higher interest rates and the Fed's trying to, to tamper that, that we're at where we're at. Yeah. So you got to kind of temper that stuff. Right. And yep. again, just if you've got the right mindset about universal truths, then you can kind of make strategies and plans to, you know, there are going to be those times like now when maybe, you know, jumping on a 5% CD for right. 12 months does make sense. But Again, you've got to accept the universal truth. You can't go, ooh, they're offering a five. Matter of fact, I think I just saw on my my bank, it was like it was like five percent for um, I think it was a twelve month CD, mm-hmm. and I think the minimum was like five thousand dollars or something like that. Right. And then it was like the mega, and it was like the the mega, yeah, the CD, mega CD, yeah, yeah. And it was like I think it was thirty six months, and it was still, and it was actually what was it, like point like point one percent, point two percent less. Yeah. Uh, and they wanted you to put in like 25 grand or more. And I'm thinking, why would you tie up 25 grand for three years? For three years at a yeah. lower rate. Yeah, at a yeah. lower rate, right? But the advertising looked cool, you know? Well, but I mean, if you, that right there tells you exactly what's going on if you think that through, because that tells me the bank isn't willing to commit at yeah. that interest rate for a long period. Because they, they think it's going down. It's going down. Yeah. And, and rates do. I mean, they go up, they go down. Usually yep. these high interest rates like this, are for shorter periods of time as they're trying to combat inflation. Yep, exactly. So, so I mean, having grabbing the five percent for some of that that now money today, perfect. You know, twelve don't months, tie it up yeah. for thirty six months, but you know, twelve yeah. months, you know, six months. I mean, a lot of just even plain money market funds will outdo what a CD is doing. Yeah, true. You know, maybe even taking some of the soon money, a little bit of it, and putting it in there to get some of that higher rate for a little. You know, what you might need in the next twelve months, but. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, again, understand the purpose. Okay. So, All right. Understand the universal truths. They are going to affect us all because, mm-hmm. well, we all live in this country. We're all, you know, well, we're alive, right? And so there's things like taxes and so on and so forth that are just going to affect us uh, as a universalism. But, 
you know, the individual, how you set it up, again, how you pull this lever that affects the next three is going to be different from person to person to person. So get yourself right. on the calendar, have a conversation with a uh, financial professional near you, around you, whatever the case is, but find somebody to work with. Uh, and if you're not working with somebody or you want to talk to Phil, he's certainly here to help. Just because he's in Michigan doesn't mean that you have to be. Uh, so reach yep. out to him and give him a jingle. 248-888-7530. Numbers on the screen. 248-888-7530. Or visit him online if you're checking this out in audio form at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And we'll see you next time. Phil, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Always appreciate you. Take care. We'll catch you later on right here on the program. This has been Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.